You're listening to your superpowered mind on the Superpower Up podcast, the show that investigates the innate power within your brain to create lasting change. Hello, everyone. Welcome to your superpowered mind. I'm Kristen Maxwell. And in this show, we explore the process of transformation and give you tools and strategies that you can use to transform your own life. Today, I am very excited to be talking to Dr. Kathy Groover about using ego states to show up at your best in life. And you are in for a treat because I'm going to tell you, Dr. Kathy Groover looks like she has done everything and it's all interesting. She's a leading expert in stress and communication. She's an award-winning author of, of seven books. She's a health practitioner, two-time TEDx speaker, and the host of the national TV series, The Alternative Medicine Cabinet. She's also a natural health practitioner who has been featured as an expert in numerous well-known publications, including The Wall Street Journal, Glamour, CNN, and many, many more. So... Kathy or Dr. Kathy or Dr. Groover, welcome to your superpowered mind. Thanks for having me, Kristen. I appreciate it. Yes, I'm I'm very excited. So my my first question is always what superpower did you uncover as the result of mastering your mind? Yeah, that's such a great question. And you know, as I was thinking about it, uh, it I feel like through everything that I've experienced and through not only the quote good and the bad, I feel like I've gotten the superpower to help people discover their own selves, to ask the right questions, to help people move forward in their evolution. So whether you consider that inspiring or probing, uh, I think that's what it is. I think I can really help bring the best out in people. That is great. And how, how did you get to that? I mean, how did you start coming down this path of saying, okay, people, we're going to help you um, pull the best out of yourself and live your best life. Did you start with natural health and then evolve into that? Or did you start elsewhere? Yeah, I'm laughing. I was an actor. So uh, not close, but there was an interesting, there was always this parallel path between acting and the healing aspect of it. I started doing massage when I was in college and I thought that would be a great addition to those, you know, award-winning film roles I was going to get when I moved to Hollywood. <laughs> and the the film roles didn't come, but the the massage stuck. And from that point, I just said yes to things. I just let everything unfold in front of me. I had a game plan, but it was loose and fluid and Interestingly, I ended up getting everything I dreamt of as a kid, but not as an actor, as a as a healer. So I knew I'd stay on stage forever. Now I'm a speaker. I knew I'd write books. I thought they were going to be like fun comedies. Now they're nonfiction. So, you know, it's, I got everything. It just went differently. Uh, and I realized I loved helping people, whether I was directing theater to get the best performance out of people or encouraging them to make better health choices, life choices, uh, inspiring them to decrease stress, have better communication. So it's, uh, I just follow the breadcrumbs. Yeah, that's lovely. What a great, um, and, and did those breadcrumbs show up pretty easily or did you sometimes have to wait? I'm just curious. I've been listening to a lot of um, entrepreneurial shows recently <laughs> where people are talking about you have to open into the process, um, yeah. but there's so much angst along the way often. 
You know, it's so funny because you look back and you go, oh, it seems so easy. And of course, from far away, you can look back and see that when you're in the middle of it slogging through, you're like, this is a nightmare. Uh, and I remember a couple of times, like when I left Los Angeles and quit my acting career and moved up to Santa Barbara, that was a huge transition for me. That was a huge time of just floating where I didn't know what the heck was going on. And I'm not a floater. I'm a swim or get out of the pool kind of person. Mm -hmm. So sitting in that was so uncomfortable to me. And, you know, with 2020 being kind of also for so many people sitting in that uncomfortableness of that stillness, I actually found that I enjoyed that. And I embraced that stillness to really focus on what I wanted, set those boundaries, set those goals. Um, so I think that's one shift that I've found is I'm not necessarily uncomfortable floating anymore. I, I understand and appreciate the, the purpose for that. Yeah, that's so awesome. And I, one of the things you know, I, I do work with so many entrepreneurs. And one of the things that's been so interesting for me is I completely relax and trust the process. Now, they yeah. are so uncomfortable because they need to be uncomfortable. <laughs> because there's something they're learning from it. So anyway, this is a sidetrack. I really do want to know about ego states. So what are ego states? Just quickly, because before we are going to have to go to a break, but yeah. just quickly. I'll give you the teaser. So ego states are those just different aspects of ourselves. So most people recognize they have a different work persona than they do a home persona than they do a hangout with a bar, you know, hang out with the guys at the bar persona than you do with little kids, than you do with your spouse or your partner. Ego state work is really just mapping out those states, figuring out what jobs they do, what their needs are, if they're getting out of control, and how to bring that best aspect forward for the job. Ah, that's great. Awesome. Okay, everybody, we're going to go dive into those and how you start to figure out what those ego states are and how to get them under control. But before we do, can you tell people where they can find you and learn more about all of your cool, interesting work? Yeah, absolutely. So kathygroover.com has all of my speaking topics and my books and kathygroover.coach if you want to work with me one-on-one -on -one or in a team. Great. Thanks. Everybody hang on for a moment. We will be right back and ta be talking to Dr. Kathy Groover about how you can use ego states to show up at life for your best. One moment. Hello, I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts and creator of the Superpower Network. Welcome and thank you for making us your go-to place for inspired content, training, and community. The network is so much more than a place for amazing content. It's step one on the path to unlock your superpowers. Listen to one episode daily on the Superpower Network and attune yourself to inspired conversations, higher vibrational living, and much, much more. In step two, you learn with us by watching one of our inspirational videos each week from the IM series. And when you're ready, come grow in community. Our superpower programs offer a unique experience for those ready to harness their superpowers to change themselves, their lives, and ultimately, the world. Go to superpowerexperts.com and take the next step on your path today. Welcome back, everyone. So my question is, so let's, how do you start getting into the topic of ego state? So is it, so for, say, for example, you've got a client and there's goals that they're wanting to do and they're not moving towards them and their relationship with their spouse is getting a little grumpy, um, and they're just not feeling at their best. How do ego states play into that? How do you start unwrapping that? 
Yeah, I think the first thing to do, just like, so let's say you get hired in a new corporation, <clears throat> excuse me, and you're having that like meet everybody in the building kind of day. You're not going to, without knowing what the roles are, you're not going to turn to the CEO and have them do the photocopies and then turn to the receptionist and try to have her fix the computer and have the <laughs> IT guy run out and do errands. You know, you want to know what their jobs are. Hey, this is Bob. He does blah, blah, blah. Hey, this is Joe. He's really great at scheduling. You know, you want to know what their roles are. So the first thing to do is actually sit down and figure out who your team is. Who is your inner God. team? Um, and sometimes they talk about who's driving the bus. I mean, even we, that's a like, common phrase, which yeah. aspect of you is driving the bus? My main ego state that comes out, especially during my workday, is my Capricorn. She's very driven. She's very go, 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 very workaholic, very type A. This is what has allowed me to achieve all those things you read in my bio and so much more. <clears throat> I can't have her in charge all the time. You know, sometimes I have to play. Sometimes I have to rest. So it's a matter of figuring out what that state wants to be called, not what you want to call it, because you might want to call it pain in the butt, it doesn't want to be called pain in the butt. So what would it like to be called? What are its what are its roles? What does it do? What are its qualities? And then figure out one, what job does it think it needs to do? Sometimes it's doing the wrong job. And uh, you know, you might have to negotiate between states, you might have to determine which one comes out at a different time. Once you figure out who your states are, then you know who to call on to do that job. So if you need that go-getter kick butt business person call that one out, you know, put on your power tie, put on your high heels, play that music that gets you jazzed. There's ways to what we call anchor those states in so that you can call on them when you need them, but you have to know who they are first. So that's the first step is really figuring out all those aspects of yourself. Yeah. How fascinating. That sounds, sounds like fun, actually. It uh, actually really is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I could see how it could be, you could be, um, uh, could be playful too. And then what about um, if there's something that you do where you find that you, like, say, for example, you undermine yourself, like mm -hmm. you constantly put off, is that an ego state? Or is that more a trait? Or how does that play in? Is it like there's a, like a lazy, you have your lazy job uh, or yeah. your lazy ego state? Or yep. Absolutely. We absolutely have a lazy ego state. Uh, it probably doesn't want to be called lazy. Maybe it wants to be called, you know, relaxer or pamper. Um, if that state is too, ex what we call executive or in charge too often, you're not going to get stuff done. And sometimes you might have conflict. So your Capricorn might go, dude, we have to get work done. And your lazy one might go, oh, I really want to just keep laying in the hammock. What does the lazy one need? How can we negotiate between those two states? Hey, you can lay in the hammock for a half an hour and then we have to get work done because the lazy state is there for a reason too. We have to find out why. So this is when we actually talk to that you in that state and go, what are you getting out of this? Is it just rest? Is it avoidance because of fear? Our ego states were formed in childhood. They are there to protect us to um, allow us to move forward. You know, you look at, I love to use the example from the TV show Friends. If you look at Chandler Bing, his go-to ego state was Jester. Anytime yes. he was uncomfortable, anytime there was like big, uh, you know, emotional conversation, he went to, let's make a joke. Uh, they even challenged him to go 24 hours without being funny and he couldn't do it. So he developed that huge Jester ego state Sometimes it's not appropriate. You know, if you're in the middle of a really important meeting or a really in-depth conversation and your joker keeps coming out, that's not right. It's gotten too out of control. So we have to figure out why it's doing that, what it needs, 
Let's bring the right ego state in for that. So sometimes we are sabotaging ourselves. We're not doing it on purpose. These ego states really are there for our benefit. They might just be misguided. So we got to talk to them about that. Yeah. So what I hear you saying is, is really, you know, so you've got that piece that keeps procrastinating and procrastinating, mm-hmm. whatever it is, whether it's in health, whether it's in, in career. Mm-hmm. So there's, a, there's looking at that piece and and identifying is it a piece that just wants comfort you know is this a, and this is just uncomfortable yeah or for example and then really speaking to it and saying okay how do you how are we going to find comfort for you how can we maintain comfort for you in yep. this process yep. something like that absolutely or let's say that that <clears throat> excuse me that lazy piece because all like i said all these are formed in childhood So if you had that lazy piece as a kid that, oh, I just want to daydream and I just want to kind of play fantasy and I don't want to have to do schoolwork, that little eight-year-old you that wasn't allowed to play, that wasn't allowed to, to have that time off, maybe that's overdeveloped and it needs that attention. You know, they talk about doing inner child work. We all have that inner little kid. And sometimes it's the playful, silly one. And sometimes it's, it's the hurt one. It's whether it's big T or little T trauma. And you figure at some point we've all been quote traumatized, whether it was lost in the mall and we couldn't find our mom or for some of us dropped off a kindergarten that could be horribly, you know, that bring up that feeling of abandonment for certain kids. That is not big T trauma, but we still might have that feeling hovering about of being a little more needy, being a little more vulnerable. Um, You know, that state might just be overdeveloped and need something. And sometimes it's a matter of, getting what you need from outside of yourself, having a partner or a friend that can help provide that for you. And sometimes another state can comfort that little kid part of you. You know, if, if a little kid runs up to you in the mall crying and says, I lost my mommy, that same state in you that's going to comfort that other little kid can also comfort that little kid in you. So it's, again, just a matter of figuring out what they need, who they are, and uh, how we can help them. That's fascinating. So, so at, when you're doing this, do you actually just ask people to really go through and think of, okay, what is every, is it almost tied to emotions in certain ways or is it more just, okay, through the day I get up and I'm like super efficient, you know, working person. And then, right. yeah, <laughs> is, is that the way you more do it? Well, kind of, they can switch pretty fast. So, so I'll give you the example that I like to use. So you get home from work you're really, really hungry. And you happen to see a commercial for ice cream. And you think, oh, you know what? I'm an adult. I had a really rough day at work. I'm having ice cream for dinner. Your manager part comes out and says, "Mm, you know what, Kristen? We actually talked about this and you're trying to eat healthier. (laughs) You're trying to stay fit. I don't think ice cream is the best idea. Your shameful little kid comes out and says, see, I knew I couldn't do it. I'm worthless. I failed. Your judge comes out and says, yeah, I told you, you're, you're a piece of crap. You knew you couldn't worthless. do this. Your, your happy pig comes out and goes, no, I really want ice cream. Your rebel comes out and says, screw you both. We're going to get hog and dos. You know, we switch that fast. When we have yes. the, I want to go to the gym. I want to lay around. I want to eat healthy. I want ice cream. I'm up at 2 a.m. What ifing, doing my to-do list. And the other part of you is like, dude, can we go to sleep? You know, those are ego states in conflict. And we will actually sit them down and talk to them. Just like gestalt therapy, where you put, you know, put the person that you're talking to in that chair in front of you. We can actually do it that way. Sometimes I use hypnosis 
to get a little deeper, to, to get that person into the ego state. Um, and just as a side note, these are not psychological constructs. These are actually hardwired into our brain. Uh, and this came out of research that was being done initially on uh, young ladies with eating disorders. They would say things like, oh, I hate when that part comes out, or I hate when, you know, this part of myself, blah, 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 blah. And the, the therapist started to go, wait, they keep saying part. Could this be real? And he dug a little deeper and yeah, we have these parts. So they're actually real things. We are not making this up. <laughs> oh, no, that's so funny. First of all, have you been inside my head? Because <laughs> no, that entire conversation, I've had that conversation. Yeah, in my yeah we all um, have. We all have. And we don't recognize that those are really seriously separate aspects of ourselves that have different needs. Yes. It's so funny. I'm all, I always talk with people about pieces and parts and, mm-hmm. you know, you can 95% know, oh my gosh, I am confident. I have got this. I can do this. And then that little piece yep. of you says, no, who do you think you are? Yep. And often we, uh, th- that's when we, <laughs> that's what we pay attention to. Um, right. So if they're higher hardwired into the brain, there is, you start getting the realization. So it takes a lot of awareness to start to be realizing, wait, I just went through eight different ego states in one five minute conversation. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, so there's developing that awareness, but then how do you undo that wiring? Is that possible? Or is it a matter of powering through and the awareness and just, you know, constantly comforting that piece till it's mm-hmm. ready or, you know, what's your experience with that? Yeah, it depends. Again, this is where I like the first thing I do with my clients is I map those states of what do they want? You know, my Capricorn, though she is the go-getter, the work person, you know, thank God I have her or else I wouldn't get anything done. However, <laughs> she's developed out of the defense of if I don't achieve, I'm not going to be loved. If I stop working, what are people going to think? Uh, if I'm not busy, 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 I have to feel emotion. So I'm aware of that now as an adult. Of course, as she was developing, I didn't know that was happening. Now I can look at that and go, hey, okay, I uh, so appreciate that you want to get that to-do list done. And I need a little bit of time. I need to feel those emotions. I need to form those deep, intimate relationships with people. I need to do that. So I've been able to work with the Capricorn, rewire that so that she does not drive the bus all the time. Um it served me. They all serve a purpose. So, you know, when I'm up at two o'clock in the morning and my to-do list starts, I can say, wow, thank you so much for reminding me I have to do those things. Now is not quite the right time. The rest of us need to sleep. So if we can go to sleep, I promise you, we will do that first thing in the morning. And I normally get maybe halfway through that conversation and I'm out cold. (laughs) So, you know, it's just a matter of just like, again, in your office, recognizing what role do they play? What do they need? And then the important piece too is what are they afraid is going to happen? If they are not in charge, mm. is, is my Capricorn afraid I'm going to get hurt? I'm going to fail. I'm going to be judged. I'm not going to be loved. What does that part think is going to happen? And then who can reassure it that it's not? Who can give those, you know, uh, who can fill that the rest of that void? Mm-hmm. Which, which other? And do you um, suggest that people really give them names? Like actually, so, you know, a label? Yeah. Or is it more just, oh, there's that my scared part? 
Well, and that would be the name. Yeah. I mean, I I have clients who, you know, they might call it six-year-old. They might call it scared one. Uh, They might, you know, I have a client who has a very nerdy, nebbish, very analytical state. She calls uh, like Herman or something like that uh, because that's just kind of what he wanted to be called. You know, he's very analytical and he's kept her safe over the years because he's, you know, made her so logical that she doesn't have to feel. Um, so yeah, it's very important to know what they would like to be called. Again, what they want to be called, not what you think they should be called. Because I've had people say, oh, that's the pain in the butt state. Mm, does it want to be called that? Because <laughs> I wouldn't want to be called the pain in the butt one. You know, maybe it wants to be called organized one or you know whatever it is. Um, and I know now that, and you said something about awareness. Now that we have awareness of this, we can also see other people shifting states. You know, if someone you know suddenly flies into a rage and you never see that, and you're like, whoa, where did that come from so fast? It was an ego state shift. Anytime you walk away from the PTA meeting and go, God, why did I just volunteer to do 15 bake sales? Ego state shift. Uh, someone calls me and says, you know, I'm really ready to quit smoking. And then they show up in my office and go, well, you know, it's only two packs a day. I'm sure... Ego state shift. Uh, we do it all the time. So what do those states need? How do we get them what they want? Yeah, I love that. And what if what they need is a lifetime of, you know, especially if, you know, that's a two or a really, really early formed piece that really felt unloved, mm-hmm. it's possible to fill the bucket. So do you know what I'm asking? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So a couple different things. One is we have another part that can help comfort them. And what's really great. And one of the keys to this is how do we switch states? Well, we have to come from that place of self from self, which is that neutral part. We know how to shift. So self is, uh, it's kind, it's curious. It is, um, courageous, it's that neutral place. So I know my mom used to play with paper dolls, right? We probably have at least seen those. And yes, I, that, I did too. <laughs> yeah, that standard, that, that one paper doll, right? She was very neutral in this little shift or this little smock or little panties, whatever it was. And then you got to pick whatever outfit you want her to wear that day. That is what self is. Self allows you to be in that neutral place where you're connected, calm, confident, courageous, clear, all of those things that help you decide what you're going to pick to change into. Uh, And we can stay in self with self-awareness, self-actualization, breathwork, meditation, mindfulness, sometimes taking a shower, taking a nap. When people say, oh, I just need to clear my head, they basically want to get rid of those ego states and be in that state of self. So if we can stay in self, and this is where the stress reduction and stuff comes in, the, the techniques I teach for that are the same techniques that keep you in that place of self, then you have a better chance of selecting who you're going to be. So you have to know who the states are and then be able to get into that neutral place where you can decide who you're going to be in each moment. Yes, I love that. And, uh, and it's sort of like looking ahead of time and saying, okay, when I'm at work, it's really good to have my, um, my busy beaver piece along with Mm -hmm. my um, strong, don't push me around boundary setter piece, you know, and choosing like, what are the pieces and then my kind care for my, you know, coworkers <laughs> piece. Yep. Um, so really almost like designing who do I want to be through a day? Yep. 
Absolutely. 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 And I use it because I do this as a, as a workshop often. And so I use the example of, okay, right now people are getting Kathy Groover's speaker. It's my um, sort of my librarian part of me who I picture as this, you know, one of those very like turn of the century guys with a little visor with the banker lamp kind of thing. Um, going and getting facts for me, keeping me on track. You're getting my presenter, my, I'm going to stand in front of you in my dress and present well. You're also getting my jester because if you only got my librarian and my presenter, it would be a little dry and boring. And then let's face it, anytime you're in front of an audience, you're, you're getting that vulnerable part of you. There is a little part of me that goes, well, I hope they like this and I hope they're paying attention and I'm on Zoom now and I don't know if they're watching. And you know, now I can't lead with that or else again, it's going to be a horrible talk. So I circle through the librarian, the jester, and the presenter with the little kid, hope they like me in the background, because that also makes it a good talk, having that vulnerability, that able to talk about myself or tell personal stories to illustrate what I'm doing. So, you know, I can't lead with just the jester because then you're not learning anything. I can't lead with just the presenter because then it's too dry. So I cycle through those three parts and that just makes it a whole presentation and a whole experience for people. Yeah. I love that. It's just a very clear way of, of thinking about, okay, you get to pick who you are to a certain degree. So many people feel out of control, but yep. I can see how once you get um, very familiar with the, the, with what those different states are and then set aside time to, to deal with the pieces that you're not as um, wanting to put publicly or spend time in, right? <laughs> then um, that would be very helpful. Yeah. And what I love is that, again, it always comes back, and I'm so sorry about this, people who don't like to meditate, but it comes back to always, how do we find the peace and the calm in ourselves? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I resisted that for so long. Oh, I I did as well. You know, people were constantly saying you should meditate. You should meditate. You know, first of all, you should is not the way a good way to start a sentence because no one listens to anything after that. Um, And, you know, and maybe it's just breath work. You know, I teach a mini meditation that is simply inhale, think I am exhale, think at peace and just do that for a couple of minutes. Um, Sometimes it's just, you know, laying down for five minutes, taking a shower, taking a walk, whatever it takes you to do to get to that neutral place. And we all do it a little bit differently. You know, I'm aware enough now of my different states that I can shift into self pretty quick to make the choice. And sometimes Mm -hmm. I don't. And I have this bit, you know, I get very reactive to something and go, ah, that ego state took over. Oh, shoot. And I can analyze that afterwards and say, why did that happen? What did, why did that state jump in? Was it fear? Was did I feel threatened? Did, you know, somebody else's angry bull trigger me? You know, like what, what unfolded that made me have that reaction that I didn't want to have? Yes. Love that. Um, You can just start to (laughs) say, okay, what's my trigger and what's going on there? What piece is stepping in? And you mentioned, well, I, and I guess one of the other things that I find interesting is there are a number of people out there who really don't have a strong sense of who they are, where they're, 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 it's almost um, as if they've got all these roles without realizing, but don't really know who they are. Right. And um, and I could see how this might be especially helpful for them to um, to start to 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 hone in on. Well, I am all of these different pieces. Yeah. If, yeah. Yeah. And sometimes we forget that we have these different aspects of ourselves. We just assume we're one. You know, one 
thing walking around and it's, but if you start to recognize it, and that I think is the biggest comment I get when I do this talk is that validation of people saying, oh, I knew I had a work persona and a home persona. Oh, I knew I acted. I mean, we recognize that we act differently around different people. We should, you know, you don't want to bring the executive home yeah. every night. This is what breaks up marriages. You know, you, you snapping at the kid for spilling the milk, probably not the right ego state for what just happened. You know, how do we, how do we choose? It's, it's all a choice. And first, it comes from the recognition of we have these different parts. Who are they and what do they need? And then you can make the choice. If you don't know who's on the team, you can't assign the jobs properly. Yeah, that's so interesting. I'm laughing because I used I was a lawyer. I was a litigation attorney for Mm -hmm. over 10 years. And I was work. I started having children and I'd come home and I, I was, oh, my gosh, this is such a complete different feeling state and being state. And I had a really, really hard time turning it off. Yeah. Being a completely on this, you know, on guard and then coming home and, and relaxing. And eventually after, you know, one of my multiple children was born, I was like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do this. I I'm not, wasn't very good. I would, if I'd had more awareness I, of this, where were you back then? <laughs> I was confused too. I didn't know that I had these things either. Yeah. It's, you know, once I heard of this and read about it, I went, oh my God, this, right. Yes. Now the advantage that I had is I was an actor. So I was turning on states all the time. You know, you look at somebody like Meryl Streep, who a lot of people tell me I look like, but you look at someone like Meryl Streep who shifts so easily into characters. She's calling up her own ego states. She's not making this stuff up. You know, to look at it from an outside perspective, I bet if we had the conversation, we, you know, we're all pulling from our own experiences. We all, we all can do that. Um, maybe not quite as fluid as Meryl Streep, but you know, we all have that yeah. in us. Yeah. We don't all have, we're not all earning awards for our daily life. Unfortunately, right, exactly. so. We should, we're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are actually. And there is that piece giving us that recognizing, you know what, we're all trying. We're yeah. all trying. Um, so you mentioned anchoring. Can you say a little bit more about what that means for people who don't understand a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. So let's say, um, you know, you figure out what your ego states are, you know what they do. Um, there's something called anchoring, and this is a this is a hypnosis term as well as a psychology term. And it is simply finding a way to call back that state at will. So for me, um, when I first started speaking and I wanted to get into that like kick butt presenter mode, a couple things I would do. I would either listen to somebody else doing a, just a killer speech. Uh, and that sort of got me in that state. Or I would watch a really powerful TV show or I would listen to like this girl is on fire kind of music. It pumps mm-hmm. you up. You know, if you look at athletes as they're coming out of the locker room to go, I'm a huge NFL fan. You know, often they have earbuds in and they're listening to either something motivational or music that gets them pumped up. That helps anchor that state in. Maybe as soon as you put on that power tie, you are ready for that business meeting. Um, I find that music is incredibly useful for that. And also watching other people do that thing that you're about to do. If you watch somebody really playing great tennis, it kicks you into I'm tennis mode to go do that thing. So that's just simply anchoring it in is finding a way to use a trigger to get you into that state that you want. Yes, that's so that's a great explanation. And that's one of the reasons why I've discovered that actually listening to inspirational um podcasts and shows and, and speakers like is a really good way to remind myself to go back into that calm state. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, great. Well, we are about at the end of our time. I would love to ask you really like how some of the physical, the alternative health stuff fits into all of these states, but that's a completely different conversation. <laughs> but we'll that is to save that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, seriously, because that understanding of our, our, our biology and how that impacts how we feel and show up yeah. is, is so important too. Absolutely. Um, so remind people again where they can go online and learn more about all of your really cool stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So kathygruber.com is the best site for my motivational speaking. I've got my TEDx recording there and a couple other talks I've done and all my books are available there too. And then kathygruber.coach, if you want to do some one-on-one -on -one or team coaching, if you want help mapping your ego states, that is something I do with pretty much every coaching client because it explains so much. And then that way we can work with the different states and what they need and how they can help you get to your goals, your optimal potential. So yeah, kathygruber.com, kathygruber.coach. Yay. Thank you so much, Kathy, for being here and sharing all of your fun um, presenter and jester and different <laughs> ego states with us and modeling that for us. And listeners, thank you for being here. Uh, if you're interested in learning more about what we do here at Superpower Experts, head over to superpowerexperts.com and you can and check us out there. Um, until next time, Go out and remember that you do hold the power to change and transform your world. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.